is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Uproot Yourself podcast. I am your host, Emily. So we are diving into all things mindset, business, just being a better person, all that. I still haven't created an intro, but I figured I should start letting you guys know what this podcast is all about since there are some people that don't know me from Instagram and might just find me on here. So if you're looking to improve yourself, make more money, create a better mindset for yourself and just an overall better well-being, then you are you're in the right place. <laughs> um, okay, so today's episode, I just kind of wanted to talk about what I've been learning from the book Atomic Habits. If you guys follow me um, on Uproot Yourself at, at Uproot Yourself on Instagram, you guys know I've been posting a couple uh, stories lately and showing you that I've been reading Atomic Habits. And let's see, where am I at? I'm about halfway through. And I've just been learning so much and I figured it'd be a cool, it would be a cool topic. So let's get into it. Okay, so I didn't start taking notes until like page 63 when he started, I think it's he. Yeah, James started talking about habit scorecard. And I really, really liked this part because I'm always looking for ways to like, you know, continue with good habits. And sometimes we fall off of them. And sometimes I rely solely on discipline. And what I'm learning in this book is that you will fail if you just rely on discipline. You have to set yourself up for success, right? So with the habit scorecard, it's basically, so he had you like write down um, a list of like habits that you do in the morning. So he's got wake up, turn off alarm, check my phone, go to the bathroom, weigh myself, take a shower, brush my teeth, floss my teeth, put on deodorant, hang up towel to dry, get dressed, make a cup of tea. So obviously these aren't, you know, like your habits, but some of them I think we can all relate to waking up, turning the alarm off, checking our phone. Um, So you write all those things down and then you write a plus sign for if it's a positive habit, a negative sign if it's a bad habit, and then the equal sign if it's a neutral habit, like just something we just do, right? We wake up, like that's a neutral habit. And so obviously by the check my phone, I'm going to write the negative because why am I checking my phone the second I wake up? Like, do we think about like how bad that is? We need to take take charge of our day. And when we pick up our phone, the second we wake up, we allow the outside world to start to control our thoughts, how we feel. It can instantly put us in like a sense of depression. Like it does that to me sometimes when I get on Instagram right when I wake up and I'm scrolling, I'm looking at oh, wow, she's already up and she's already posted. Oh, wow, she's already doing this, blah, blah, blah. And it makes me instantly feel bad about myself. And I'm sure you guys can relate. So cut out checking your phone right when you wake up. Wait at least an hour. When you wake up, you decide what you're going to do with your day. You should have that written down the day before, in my opinion. I love to write down like my five things I want to get done the next day. That way I'm not confused or trying to figure out what I'm doing and then I get analysis paralysis and then I do nothing and then I feel like shit, you know? 
you know what I'm talking about. So write down those five things the night before. So when you're waking up, let's cut out the phone and then think about, you know, those things that we get to do. Maybe uh, focus on some gratitude, meditate, do things like that. I'm getting off course by telling you what to do with your life. But (laughs) um, yeah, I just really like the idea of the scorecard. So for you, you guys can just write down every habit you do in the morning and then rate it plus negative and then um, positive, negative and neutral. And I really like the idea of that because I'm a very visual person. And you know how sometimes we try to tell ourselves like you just try to take note of things in your head and you're like, oh, yeah, I should stop doing that. Or, yeah, I should start doing that. Um, that never works. Like, I don't know about you guys, but that never works for me. Like me just trying to hold myself accountable in my head or try to keep track of all the things I need to do just in my head. Like this girl, I'm 31. Like I got to write shit down. (laughs) I got to write shit down. You guys, I write everything down. I bought a like big variety pack of sticky notes and I love using them. I use them for everything. I'm even using them right now with my book. Okay, moving on. So formulating a plan. In the book, he talks about how they did this experiment with like 248 people to build better exercise habits over the course of two weeks. So the first group was just the control group and they told them to, you know, add, um, ask them to track how often they exercise in those two weeks. The second group was the motivation group, and they asked uh, not only to track their workouts, but also to read some material on the benefits of exercise. Uh, The researchers also explained to the group how exercise could reduce the risk of coronary heart disease and improve heart health. And then the third group... They received the same presentation as the second group, uh, which ensured that they had equal levels of motivation. However, they were also asked to formulate a plan for when and where they would exercise over the following week. Specifically, each member of the third group completed, oh my God, sorry, (laughs) completed the following sentence. Here it is, quote unquote. During the next week, I will partake in at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise on this day at this time in this place. So it said that the first and second group, 35 to 38% of people exercise at least once per week. And then the third group, the ones that had a game plan and had said it out loud, um, 91% of the third group exercised at least once per week, more than double the normal rate. So what does that say? That says that if you create a game plan, like I just said, got to write it down, right? Create a game plan, you are way more likely to actually follow through with those habits. I don't know, I just feel like this book is so like it's such common sense, right? But for some reason, I've been having like so many aha moments. And I'm like, yeah, of course I am like, I'm, I'm not doing certain things because I, I literally am not setting myself up for success. I'm not even creating a game plan. Um, so yeah, how are we supposed to get things done if we just think about it or we say like, we keep telling ourselves we should do something, but then we don't even write it down on the calendar. We don't like, you know, verbally say it out loud. Like, 
I am going to wake up at 5 a.m. tomorrow and I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. There's just something so good about like saying it out loud. For some reason, that just sits well with me. Um, So moving on to the next little um, thing I highlighted in here, they talk about habit stacking. So you take a current habit that you're already good at, you're already consistent with it, and then add on to it. So it says like, after I current habit, I will new habit. So there's a couple examples here. Meditation. After I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. I hope you meditate for longer than one minute. I'm just saying one minute is like two breaths. I don't know. Exercise. Next example. (laughs) After I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change into my workout clothes. Gratitude. Third example. After I sit down to dinner, I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened today. So they say you're more likely to create a habit by stacking it on a habit that you're already really good at. I like that. Like, that's really cool. But the thing is, is you have to write these down because we're going to forget. We're going to forget like, oh yeah, I wanted to start practicing more gratitude. Like we're, we're thinking about so many things throughout the day. So what I started doing, like I said at the beginning of this episode, I created a scorecard of all my habits, wrote the positive, negative, and neutral. And now I'm creating my own little stacks, my own habit stacks. So I think, I think this is going to be good. I don't know. You guys, I hope you're following along and I hope this is making sense. I say this in almost every episode because I just get really excited about self-improvement and I don't know, I love tracking my progress. I love writing things down. And then I can look back and be like, wow, Emily, you did that. You did it, girl. You used to not. And now you do. (laughs) I don't know. I just love that. Okay, let's get into the next part. So this is one of my favorite parts. Um, And it talks about how to design your environment for success. So it says that every habit is initiated by a cue and we are more likely to notice cues that stand out. So they say, he says to always make the good habit cues obvious. Um, So for example, it's easy not to practice guitar when it's tucked away in the closet. It's easy not to read a book when the bookshelf is in the corner of the guest room. It's easy not to take your vitamins when they are out of sight in the pantry. When the cues that spark a habit are subtle or hidden, they are easy to ignore. So you want to set, again, set yourself up for success and make it easy for you to start a habit. So if you want to start reading, put the book on your pillow or by your nightstand um, and put a sticky note at the end of how much you want to read. You know what I mean? Like if you want to read 20 pages, flip 20 pages and put a sticky note knowing that like, hey, that's what I want to get to tonight. For some reason that like makes me want to read more when I like track it. So it says like the most successful habits are the ones that have multiple cues. And then he says, um, Think about how many different ways a smoker could be prompted to pull out a cigarette, driving in a car, seeing a friend, smoke, feeling stressed at work, and so on. The same strategy can be employed for good habits. By sprinkling triggers throughout your surrounding, you increase the odds that you'll think about your habit throughout the day. 
Make sure the best choice is the most obvious one. Making a better decision is easy and natural when the cues for good habits are right in front of you. I really like this because, again, we're not relying on discipline. We're not relying on ourselves to say, like, no, you don't do that. We don't do that. Like, we're going to be good today. No, like, take the temptation out of the room. They say the most disciplined people are often the ones who don't allow themselves to even be in tempting situations. Whenever I think of that, I think of cheaters. I don't know. That's just ingrained in me. I think of why would you put yourself in that situation if you are a loyal person? You wouldn't. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's move on. So yeah, they talk about um, my next little sticky note I wrote down, radical change in the environment. So if we want to start eating healthier, don't even buy the food in the first place. Keep your home full of healthy, nutritionally dense food. If we want to start exercising, find a gym that is very convenient, maybe on your way to work or on your way home from work. Uh, Get weights for in the house. For me, I I don't like to work out at home. I like to go somewhere because then like when I go to the gym, I'm like, okay, I actually have to work out. I like drove here. I woke up. I, you know, I'm here. Like, let's work out. Let's not waste time. If you just work out at home, you you can just be like, ah, eh, that was good enough. I don't know. So yeah, basically the best way you can, you know, eliminate bad habits, exposure to the cue that causes it in the first place. So why do you think people, I don't know. I feel like people like drop friends because maybe, you know, they drink a lot and they're trying to slow down on drinking. Maybe they don't hang out with them as much. If they really have a drinking problem, you can't be around people who are constantly boozing it up. Um, If you want to lose weight, you probably don't want to hang out with your friends who, um, you know, have really poor eating habits because then it just like, encourages you to do the same. This actually leads me into the next part I wanted to chat about. And then I'm kind of at the point where I got to read the last half of the book. Um, So one of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where one, your desired behavior is the normal behavior. And two, you already have something in common with the group. So what I just talked about, If you want to be fit, spend your time with fit people where they see it as normal to go to the gym daily or at least four or five days a week. Then it just seems like it's normal. And then you emulate them and then you become the person you wanted to be, a more fit person. If you want to practice mindfulness and you don't want to be dragged into gossip and cattiness and negativity, then you have to remove yourself from Uh, those groups? Why would we stay around people who are vibrating at a low vibe and they're just like negative all the time, talking trash, complaining about life, victim, victim, victim? No, we want to be surrounded by people who are go-getters, who seek abundance, who know that abundance is everywhere, that know that everything you say, think, and do um, gets back to you. It comes back to you. So all they put out is good all they seek is good. 
So you have to surround yourself with the right people that you guys have heard this before. I know you have. Um, I just got back from a creator's retreat. Um, I talked about it in my last episode briefly. Tanya from Just the Strip hosted a creator's retreat for, I think, six of us went, six waxers, business owners, and holy shit, me being surrounded by these women in my industry who are literally killing it, it did something to me, you guys. Like, I am forever changed. I literally came home and instantly like rearranged my stock room and my break room. I'm calling it my break room because yeah, I want to get employees in here. I didn't really want that before, but I'm like, well, I can't, I can't wax forever. I've been doing it for over 10 years. And yeah, I started my t-shirt business and that's doing great. And then I started an educational business helping you guys start t-shirt businesses. So it's, I just want to keep growing and keep going. And being around those women literally lit a fire under my ass. I have just the utmost respect for them. And when we all left each other, like when we got on our flights the next day, I was so sad. I felt like sad. I felt like I was like losing this like like I was losing a friend. <laughs> like I know that we can still communicate, you know, online and text and stuff, but just being around them, like they all said the same thing. Like we never get this. When do we get to interact with super like-minded individuals like this for four days in a row, waking up together, spending the entire day together, like bouncing ideas off each other and just talking business, talking self-growth. Like I literally like ate it up. I don't know how many times I just said literally, but I had a great time and it's just proof in the pudding right there. Like that if you surround yourself with the people that you desire to be like, um, you'll be like them very quickly because you want to push yourself. You want to grow. And when you see that it's their normal, it's their norm to have five, 10 employees, 30 employees, you're like, wow. And they're so chill. They're such down to earth people. They're so smart and this. And I'm like, I can do this. Why can't I? Why can't I have employees? You know, I don't know. It just, it kind of blew me away. It kind of blew me away. And then reading it in this book, I read this last chapter that I just said to you, um, or just read to you last night. And I'm just like, damn, it's so true. It is so true. Okay. I'm going to talk about one more little tidbit and then I'm going to end this episode. So they talk about making, um, your habit attractive. And then they talked about, um, how dopamine, your dopamine rises not only when you achieve something, but when you um, desire it. And they say that desiring it is way more powerful than actually achieving it. So for example, you know how when you book a vacation and the lead up to the vacation is almost just as exciting as the day you go, like you get really pumped up or just looking forward to something and desiring something. That's what gets us to take action. So I thought that was really interesting that scientifically even it shows that our dopamine spikes higher when we are desiring something strongly. And then I 
I instantly thought about manifesting. I'm like, wow, manifestation, the law of attraction always talks about how you have to have a strong burning desire. And I'm like, wow, all of this stuff connects. When you read all these books, different subjects, it all comes back to kind of the same thing. It's kind of amazing. But yeah, desire it and just go for it, right? Anywho, I hope you guys got something from this episode. Highly recommend you read Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, Like I said, I'm only halfway through and I plan on finishing it like in the next couple days because Nat actually just went camping tonight and, or I guess it's not tonight. It's, what is it, two o'clock? Not even two o'clock. He went camping with some friends, so I have the rest of the day to myself in the morning. I take clients tomorrow morning, but when you guys hear this, it will be tomorrow, because tomorrow's Tuesday. That's when I drop episodes. Um, But yeah, highly recommend. You guys always seek to grow, always strive to be better, and don't get overwhelmed. When you get overwhelmed, it's because you're consuming too much. So put your phone down, start creating And focus on yourself and what it is you want out of this life and start tracking your habits. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. I've already got my scorecard going, like I said, the habit scorecard. And now I'm going to like create my little habit stacks, which is, like I said, adding a habit that you're already good at, that you're already consistent with and adding something onto it. When I wake up in the morning, I will immediately meditate for 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah write it down and track it. All right. Another thing, um, if you guys could leave me a review on Spotify or Apple, I would really, really appreciate it. I need to like go get a photo shoot done so I can get better pictures for Uproot Yourself podcast, just so people know like who I am and they don't just see a forest and a waterfall, which I took that picture and it's one of my favorite pictures, but I think it's a little confusing. So I'm going to work on that. And what else? What else? If you guys have any questions, you can DM me um, at Uproot Yourself on Instagram, or you can email me at Uproot Emily, Uproot Emily at gmail.com. All right, you guys have a beautiful and blessed day and I will talk to you later.